PlayStation. I'm chained. Hello everyone and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host for once after so long. I know it feels like forever since I've actually hosted the podcast. I'm sorry everyone. And sorry I mean I'm sorry that I'm back. Well, I was still here but I wasn't. Words and stuff, okay? But of course, who was carrying the podcast for the last few weeks? We've got Gary. Hey Gary. Aw, thanks. I won't say carrying, more like ruining it, but I am here. Yeah. Oh man, how to you entertain. <laughs> it's so good to be here. It's been a fun week, to say the least. Yeah, interesting. All of us. What have you been up to this week? Um, not much really. Uh, mostly work. Getting you know closer to Christmas time. Everything's super busy. Um, playing a few games here and there. Not many. Um, I recently did a review of a cyberpunk Lovecraftian horror type game. Um, called Transient, which was an interesting experience. Um. And currently, I'm playing Outriders. Bought that on sale, so oh yeah, fairly enjoying that one. On sale, because I did a wish yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, personally, I was never planning on buying it, but then um, the people can find developers who worked on that game. They sent out a nice little message to everybody to please give it a, uh, another chance. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a chance, and I'm enjoying it. So nice. Yeah, it's not the greatest game. It's not amazing by any means, but it's a fun game. And I wasn't expecting it to be as uh, violent as it is, actually. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed the dismemberment and blowing dudes up and watching their bodies ragdoll around. Be fun. So, yeah. And we've got Alfonso. Hey, Alfonso. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's good to be back. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, like I told Gary before we started the podcast, working on my Guardians Platinum for PS4, which will be 268. Obviously, when I do transfer, it'll be 269. Mind you, last week I told you I was at nice. 250. So, yeah. Um, obviously, I'm just trying to get as much platinum as I can before I this year ends. So, that's 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 the goal for me right now. So, yeah. Platinum, nice platinum, platinum. Man, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But... Earning this platinum must be taking a toll on buying them for you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No. Because the majority of the time, I'm not even paying for them. Shannon are. So. <laughs> oh my god! Is that worse? I feel like that's worse. How's it worse? How's it worse? <laughs> well, it's worse yeah. to me because I have to buy her these expensive bags and all these other stuff where she pays what ten dollars most for these games. So I'm just losing out. Uh, it's fantastic, man. Does it make up the cost? No, but does it make me happy earning platinums? Yes. Yeah, and we've got a wonderful guest on from. Um, I was about to say the name of the website wrong. Bloody disgusting, if I'm correct. <laughs> they, great. Uh, yay! Uh, he used to be part of PSU, and now he was on Chained quite a lot, but now he hasn't been on because he, uh, he's... I think he has his own little podcast, but mm, got Neil yeah. on. Oh, I'm back, yes. Yeah, back up. I've been in the podcast game once more, yeah. Yeah, but in diff- different channels, as in I said. different <laughs> form, technically, That's but not it. really. <laughs> Uh, they all revolve around talking shite, so that's good. That's <laughs> just, well, what podcast is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, uh, there's levels of it. There's, there's intellectual shite and there's honest shite, which is the best way to I be. I feel like we're honest. I feel like we're honest shite. Yeah, you got it. You, honest shite's the best way to be because you know, it's like you're not claiming to be an expert of anything. It's just hey, that's what I think. You may think that's a horrible thing, but hey, it's fine. <laughs> 
as long as it's not anything too horrible good to see you man it's been too long how are you doing yeah, it has. Oh, yeah, great. It's uh, you know, my birthday week, so... Yay! This was, yeah, so that's been Boated. both you know, fun and, you know, <laughs> the, the existential crisis of growing older, as you know. It's one of those wonderful things. But yeah, can't complain, can't complain. It's, yeah, trying to get back on here has been a, taken a while, but I, I managed to get in on here again before the end of the year. I mean, you got on here before Mike did, and Mike's been wanting to be on here for months. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to pay for that mortgage somehow. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ah. By the way, we love you, Mike. No, no, no insult given. So, what you've been up to? No, no. What, yeah, I mean, it's what have you been playing? Work. <laughs> what, do you want the list from the last time I was on? <laughs> sure. Just, I don't know. Shrink it down. A bridge it. A bridge list. Hang on. Let's, let's hang on. I'm just going through the last year. That's it. Um. In terms of recently, uh, I've got back into Fortnite because, you know, the new season come out and that's been really fun. You know, grappling hooks and web slinging now. So that's like amazing. So I've enjoyed that. I have to get (laughs) (laughs) got five victory royales out of the first 13 matches, which is like, yeah, somehow playing Call of Duty in the last year again for the first time in ages. Bad time to pick playing it again, but, you know, it's still kind of helped sort of re-sharpen those shooter skills. So that's been cool. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I've been playing through that, which is obviously really wonderful, even if it is like a double-edged sword of like, well, I want that company to do well because they deserve to have success, but also I don't want it to mean that they can only make these games instead of another Deus Ex. Because you know, oh, it's a gorgeous game that as well. I have to say, it's just the environments, all the stuff they put in it, the, the writing, it's just like, it's nice to see a company, you know, have something like that, you know, be given a license like that and make it very much their own, you know, and it's like, it's quite distinctly the same group of people who made Deus Ex, Human Revolution and Mankind Divided to a degree, because it's just, it's, you feel it there. That's wonderful about it. Uh, what else? Back into Skyrim because of PS5 version and that's grand. Um, beautiful Katamari on Xbox, I might add, because that's the only place you can play it. But that's been excellent to play a different Katamari game for once. A bit of Halo Infinite on there as well, which very much at first. Not really played much Halo at all over the years. And multiplayer is good, campaign's a bit, but you know, it's decent. Um, and chilling out in the Hunter Call of the Wild because one of the best open worlds for just walking around and playing like real life Pokemon Snap, I suppose is the best way to put it. If you want to do it as the passive way instead of the hunting simulator that actually is. Um, and then like for the podcast, the Safe Room, and I'd had to replay Until Dawn recently, um, which was actually good. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the game back in the day. Uh, Condemned Criminal Origins, I went back to that for the first time, in fact, and that was yeah, that was a, an experience. That game is like a James one made game to this day. You know, it, it's got everything about it. Feels like that. I say I could go way, way beyond that, and there's so, so many games because you know that's the job. But yeah, been great stuff so far. Sounds like you've been playing a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, that that is very much tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so yeah. The video game video game wars just happened this week. Uh, if anyone wants to know my week, it was I've been playing Fantasy fourteen a lot. Um, I got my booster shot on Tuesday. Um, That's but then I went out shopping and lost my debit card, so I now have to wait until 
next Thursday before it'll actually arrive at mm. earliest, which is ridiculous. So I've had That's to awesome. scrounge up money in random accounts I have just to buy food. <laughs> uh, HSBC, you're the worst, sissy. Make it so yeah, eight, 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 eight days for a, a replacement card. Yeah, that is a bit excessive. Anyway. Yeah. It's a bit of plastic for fuck's sake. Yeah. And I have to go into the bank, which is, that's the issue, by the way. I have to go into the bank to get a new card, but the bank is closed until the 16th. They're like, <laughs> would you like to travel two hours to your nearest bank? Well, no. Not particularly. No, not really. How about you travel two hours and send me a card? Yeah. <laughs> be nice. How about send it in the post? But anyway, yeah. that, that was my week. Interesting week. Um, now, I feel like before we start talking about announcements and stuff, we'll get over the um, actual awards because... You mean there are really awards w- at this show? <laughs> nobody really watched the video game awards for awards, but they do exist. <laughs> Even some of the awards actually given out pre-show. You know, the video game awards, yeah, they- where the, the awards are half an hour before the show. Yeah, and the rest they just rush through to <laughs> probably place more stuff. It's like, In fact, I think on a couple of awards, there was more talk of who was sponsoring the, the award and who was hosting the award than it was about yeah. the game be, that yeah. wins. It's like, oh, here's a lengthy thing about Guillermo del Toro, blah, 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 blah. And here's a sponsor, fucking chick razors or whatever. And then it was like, oh, and the winner is blah, 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 done. Okay, next thing. And it always feels like that. It's like, me, I know the name brand is the thing about the game award. You have to put that because that's how people recognize it. But it really isn't anything to do with any kind of award, really. It was like the, I think most, said the most anticipated game was like the award was like five seconds, but they had music playing from every game beforehand. It'd be like if you watch the Oscars, and people might say that's a better way of doing it, but it's like every time you have like an actor going up to get like best actress or actor or whatever. They suddenly just said, okay, you get two seconds to talk on stage and then we're going to show six trailers for upcoming Marvel films. Uh, that's it. Like, <laughs> that everyone's already seen. And it's like... oh. Okay, well, we'll go, I'm going to go over them quickly. Uh, by the way, if you want to see yep. the full list, you can find them online, blah, 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 blah. Um, so the first few winners were the Games for Impact, which was Life is Strange, which I feel like it deserved. Uh, is anyone else agreeing with that? I've yet yeah. to play that one, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I wish I could say I need to see all the other nominees. <laughs> but sure, yes, Life is Strange. I haven't played it. It's fantastic. Uh, best eSports athlete was, we don't care. Best eSports team, best eSports <laughs> cards, best e- Okay, we skipped all those. Uh, best audio design, Horizon 5. I agree, it was pretty good. I don't know how the other games compare, but sure. Returnal. Was Returnal even in that? Probably not. Game about snow, <laughs> but everything. <laughs> this is the only one I, I agreed with. Best independent game and best debut indie game was Can I Bridge of Spirits. I thought that was a good choice. Did yes. that win? Uh, yes, only because Hades came out last year, and I think yeah. Hades would have won that award if it came out. I thought Hades won it last year. Think- it did win it last year, I believe. I don't think yeah. they wanted to give it the same award, even though it was nominated again. <laughs> so to say, the other nominees in Life is Strange category were Chicory, um, what's it? No Longer Home, Boyfriend Dungeon, and Before Your Eyes were the other games in that particular ah. category. Chicory got a lot of hype, so that might have been Boyfriend Dungeon is a good win. game as well. I played that. Yeah. Uh, best performance was Maggie Robinson, which I think we all can agree what stole that appearance. Uh, by the way, her top was also somehow defying gravity. <laughs> I will say I did disagree with that one, but really? just um, on the back, well, it's not even the best performance in the game. Eh? It's like it's like I mean, not even the best boss character in that game. Like, it was just she has the that's where it felt like two. a problem. <laughs> yeah, 
I know, yeah, but I know you can't do that. But, but, you know, there were better characters in there, and I suppose it's just because it was memorable, and that's where most people got to uh, with the game. But, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of giving an award for a character that appeared for 30 minutes of the personal. Yeah. I I was looking recently at that. Was like I remember someone got nominated for an Academy Award for a, they were in one scene in an entire film back in the I think it was the thirties or something. I was like, and then you see the scene. It's like hey, it was not bad, but Christ, what was the competition that year? <laughs> someone got away with, with being I think literally the scene was that her old boy gangster boyfriend had come back to find out how she was doing, and it's like her character is I'm a syphilitic prostitute now. And he's like, oh, well, I don't want to go near you, basically. And that was it. That was a scene. And it's like, that Incredible. got nominated for an Academy Award. I was like, wow. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm likening this to that <laughs> in terms of like, impact. Best action game was Returnal. I think everyone agree on that. That was a pretty good game. I haven't played it yeah. myself. Oh, yes, it was. I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, best I... art direction, I'm skipping that because it's Deathloop. Yeah, that's, good. that's true, though. That's true. That's good. That is good art direction on that yeah. one. Uh, true. I don't like the, I've not liked the game, but it's, it's had its own art. Yeah, it's really good, like, art, I guess. Best uh, RPG, uh, Tale of Arise. <laughs> Best score and music, Near Replicant. I agree. It's great. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Pl- player's voice was Halo Infinite. No. Just, just <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it hadn't even finished coming out by the time. Yeah, it, it didn't like... even release. How did people vote on it? It's, it's so stupid, dude. You <laughs> <laughs> get it. Content the creator of the year, Gary. I mean... Yeah. Thank you. I created zero <laughs> content and somehow I am the dream. <laughs> uh, best mobile player game of the year, it takes two. Yeah. yeah best mobile game of the year, Genshin Impact. Oh my god, dude, that was fucking hilarious. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone that didn't pay too much attention during the video game awards, some of the hosts kept calling it Genshin instead of Genshin. Yeah. Congratulations, Genshin Impact. You got a mobile game award. Frankly, I'm only going through this this so I can be an excuse to say congratulations to Fantasy 14 for winning best on gaming and the best community sport game. If I'm honest, that's the only reason I'm doing this. I love that it came in the same week that you have these massive cues. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we're finally going to give you the recognition you deserve and you're going to go kind of blow it by making a problem in the game. Uh, still, congratulations it's to nice. Fantasy And they made, it's not like they've not made statements. Like, I don't know I if you've read some of the lodestones. Um, yeah, it, it's a... just a demand thing that went wrong. Yeah. It, it's it's not a problem. It's just it's funny that they find they finally actually had a big problem in the game happen just yeah. as they're getting more exposure. Supposedly, I, a lot I of think it's a... people. Okay, oh, okay. I yeah, I, I was gonna say I think it's a massive achievement for them. It's the first time a game has finally in this category overthrown Fortnite and Overwatch, which has dominated that category for the long yeah. time, and, and even Fortnite League of Legends. Like, this is like the first so game sweet. I think like. 15 hey, years to... Yeah, I mean, Christ, remember Overwatch? That was a thing mm-hmm. once. It was. It took now, them 10 years to do it, but they did it. <laughs> supposedly the Fortnite fans on Twitter were attacking Fantasy 14 and being really salty about it. I'm like... <laughs> really? Because most times, Fortnite fans are usually the ones screaming it's a dead game and that they don't like all the changes and they hate... Yeah, I mean, I think every multiplayer community has that, where there's just this very loud minority of people that shout about how awful the game is, but don't like anyone else telling anyone that the game is awful or not as good as another game. It's like, so yeah, that's it. It's an odd one. Still, congratulations. It sucks that it came at the last expansion, supposedly. Yeah. Or the no, end of the story, we should say. It's probably not the end, but... Yeah, they've already announced, they've already announced the next expansion, basically. They've said the fact that 
this is the last story for the 10 years, but in yeah. the first patch, it's going to start the storyline for the next one. So quite 6.1 will be the start of a new story, which should <laughs> I can be, be even more years behind. <laughs> March. I still like my, I, I have a suggestion of the fact that, I've said this on my own Fantasy 14 podcast, um, that what they should do is because it's a new storyline, when you make a character, you should be able to either select the original storyline or select this new storyline. If you select the new storyline, yeah. then the 2.0 stuff should just use New Game Plus and have a, like a NPC in the starting zones where you can start up if you want to later on. And then when you click on the new story, they'll be like, do you want to watch this two-hour-long recap before you play the game? I mean, two hours would be very um, brief for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The amount of stuff there, you'd be like, yeah, okay, but then you don't have the nuances, so we're going to have to show you the nuances. And then it's like <laughs> suddenly you've spent 30 hours watching the recap and like yeah <laughs> I mean, sometimes sometimes that feels like if if i could just do that and then get all the xp and bonuses and stuff and the equipment rather than having to wait 60 hours then yeah cool i'll do it <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah so yeah congratulations to Final Fantasy 14 and i guess also when we're talking about games that i that i feel like deserved it congratulations on it takes two for game of the year yeah i mean most of the year i'd say that's been my game of the year until i think certain other ones came in but definitely up there you know it's just nice to see something different win even if it does yeah. kind of feel like it's like friend of the show kind of win because of joseph farris but yeah you know he, shot, he took a shot made a decent game out of it really good co-op game can't complain like, of the sort of games that could have got it that's a pretty good one yeah i don't think it really deserved it but at the same time because it's so different to all the other ones that are normally voted for I wanted it to mm. win because of that reason. Like yes, you always absolutely. see the big AAA games. In all honesty, I think it was the safest game to give it to. <laughs> yeah. I think any one of those games, if any other one of those games would have gotten it, it would have been super controversial. Mm. Like if Metroid Dread got it, like I know there's been a lot of haters on that game and a lot of people who love it. There's like no in between. Same thing mm. with Deathloop and Resident Evil Eight. So it takes two was the only one that everybody had kind of a good consensus on like it's good it's not fantastic or brilliant but it's good enough to win the award <laughs> i think as a game it's very good i think mm -hmm. as a story is as a story is where it divides people most i think is because yeah. you know it gets a bit iffy towards the end in terms of what they do and stuff. the fact that it it is a multiplayer only game like you can't play yeah. it by yourself it's yeah, really but... surprising to give it to, to that kind of a game yeah I will say the benefit is to that is the fact that unlike a lot of multiplayer games where you have to purchase it for multiple people, at least with this, if you yeah. do know someone that you're going to play it with, if you purchase it once, they get a free copy. Yeah. So I think they deserve it after a way out as well, where they basically you know made the original concept for this, and that was a game that deserved a lot more love as it was. So this feels kind of like redemption for that because like they needed to have a more out of it. You know, Brothers was like this big thing that got them noticed, you know, and they should have gone higher and higher with that. So, yeah, this is a great victory for that. For a you know, still a small studio, yes, EA basically owned and run them, but still they're allowed to do what they want, which is very rare for an EA. Well, I think it's, it's great because you brought up EA, like this award will literally give them a chance to make more games because mm. yeah. EA is usually, you know, AAA multiplayer games of service and then here's this game which yeah is multiplayer but it's not necessarily in ea's wheelhouse of games 
Yeah. And to have that I mean, game win game of the year is... I mean, it's the second of those games from Hayeslight now that have come from EA's sort of initiative to have at least one small studio doing what they want to do outside of the normal EA sphere. It's working all right for them. I think apart from maybe Faye, the games have worked out quite well. So it's, you know, none of them have been terrible, so pretty good. It's nice if studios like that can have that sort of output and not just you know get all their studios to work on one big game that still... Apparently, it doesn't get made properly because they're not treating their staff right. But you know. which company are we talking about now, though? <laughs> so, <stick laughs> on a dart, dart, yeah, throw a dart, a dartboard, and see which one it hits. I think at this point. <laughs> uh, so, there's one reason why you wanted to be on this show, Neil. So, I think I'm going to start <laughs> with that topic, if I'm brightly. I mean, main reason. There's a main reason because mainly because it's December, and I wanted to talk about that subject yeah. in general <laughs> so, so this, this is a nice in yeah because the movie comes out this year as well right yep just yeah, before christmas the matrix um Kanye reeves came on stage to show off well had a video presentation show and and carry on off to show off the matrix awakens um unreal engine 5 experience which is now out by the way for the ps5 yeah. and xbox so if you haven't tried it please go give it a try it was a fun experience um before we do that have you seen the in- well, have you seen that interview that's come out recently with i can't remember who the the guy is talking to but there was like an interview where they talked about video games with Kanye. oh is that the one where with him and carrie moss i think it was for the verge or something yeah I think they did then it, it was with the verge where yeah. he asked them about nfts and keanu reeves after him was yeah and about uh yeah. being the most modded the most requested yeah, like, mod in Cyberpunk to <laughs> being yeah. to shag him, basically. And it's like, nice! <laughs> yeah. it? It's nice to be nice, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, it's nice to be wanted, effectively, yeah. It's like, oh man, he was on fire. He was so on fire in that entire thing. He's just such an impish little fucker. Yeah, I haven't watched the rest of it. I just great. saw those clips. So. Yeah, it, it's a really good interview, actually, just to see him being so... You know, city about that you know he takes a pop at facebook and the idea of a metaverse you know saying so why should they get to decide what a metaverse is it was older than them you know it's like it's been around forever that, it's, i love that he's so tech savvy that, you know, he knows all about this stuff guarantee you will get matrix Fortnite skins at this rate as well now because of this little collaboration with epic you know i know he was going on the other day about how he wouldn't want his characters in other games but it's like that's probably because they're going to be in Fortnite. Yeah, I think he right. said he he didn't want John Wick in Mortal Kombat because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. What I, well, you know, I mean, the fact that we've already had John Wick in Fortnite so would suggest we'll probably have Neo in Fortnite. I also want to make sure we have Bill and Ted in Fortnite at some point too, just because that would be hilarious. <laughs> so, I tried the experience. Mm. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but of course, I would like to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean. You know, let's be honest out the gate here. It is an advertisement for Unreal Engine 5. I mean, the dialogue between Carrie Moss and Keanu Reeves in the opening crash style segment is that you know, they are basically going about how this is marketing and like that and how they haven't got all creative control because they're doing this, this, and this. But it's cool. It fits with the Matrix really well in terms of just trying to say, hey, what if reality was like this? You know, is this like reality? And like showing live action Keanu and then going all digital. And I believe a lot of the things where they recreate certain scenes, like from the original movie, are using renders from the comp- from the studio. So like uh, when they do the bullet dodge scene, that's so famous from The Matrix, like they use the original like CG models that they had for that. And that was like, 
That's amazing to think that they could, and they made it look better. They were saying in that interview, I think, or I think it was on Digital Foundry, sort of look at it, they're saying they literally just took the models from the 1999 film and then they up them, added more detail. And so, you know, you are looking in-game at the original model in a game format, and that was cool, and I liked that, and these little cheeky touches. But I think it really didn't hit properly. There was still a bit of uncanny value to some of the facial stuff because you can still tell the difference. But I think mainly because Keanu's voice is very gravelly now compared to what it used to be. He sounds so much more tired. When you see him having that with his younger self, it doesn't Well, he's, he's also a chain smoker, so that doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he does sound like he's like yeah I do yeah like that, yeah. but yeah it's like, whereas Carrie Ann Moss just kind of sounds like she always did so it kind of works better with her I think the minute they start showing the controls to say shoot out the wheels in the, on the cars like that and it's like okay this is legit this looks amazing it, it's astounding because in, in playing it you don't really see it maybe the way you know because you know, that's just the way of games no matter how many great graphics you throw at someone they can't appreciate all of them if everything's going at high speed but something i noticed in the digital foundry video on it was that they were pointing out like each time no matter if you shot each of the cars in that thing in the same order in the same way the reactions are different every time it's like it it doesn't necessarily happen the same way because the traffic is all moving a different way each time so all sorts of eventualities come out of that scene which is amazing to think and it's true because i went back and i retried it a couple of times it's like yeah, yeah, the vehicles don't all crash at the same time. They don't all move. So you can make it little tiny changes to the scene. And that was amazing to see. And then, as you get out of that scene, which, you know, is like a brilliant showcase. It's one of those things in games where you want to show other people whether they like games or not. You want to go, no, you've got to see this. You know, this is like, this is the next step. This is the console being pushed to its limits. And it doesn't look like it's breaking a sweat. You know, and then... Then it goes into this sort of video re- highlight reel of like, this is what we did here. You know, these are all the things we use to make up the levels. This is how we can generate all this traffic and all these cars. I mean, you can literally toggle when you get to the open world section, like how many cars are or aren't there. You can turn them all off and then turn them all back on and nothing. It's like you've done nothing. You know, it's like it does. the game doesn't skip a beat. And it's just, you know, the open world stuff is obviously very limited. And yes, you can drive cars. Yes, you can sort of like, free roam around in a drone sort of mode but it's still a really good experience you know for getting an idea of what this engine can do and clearly it's not like been like this massive project they worked on for years it's a case of saying no look this is how much easier it is now i mean this unreal engine 5 the best thing will be for small studios that can learn to use it is it will cut out so much work whilst making stuff look better you know, because they won't have to worry about the compression and things like that and it will end up having these wonderful looking experiences without compromise and we can see better visions there might not work so well with the big studios who might just use it to be a bit lazy about certain things but we shall see but as a first proper look at unreal engine 5 you know, and actually holding your hands you know, the controller and control something in it it's fantastic you know and the fact that it was the matrix just makes it better for me i was pretty impressed as well um mm. I did see some issues with like facials of random civilians, but that's just me. I some of them yeah. look really sus. I hate to use that word. I think it's but... because of the generate the generation of it is still. I mean, it's still in the development phase, yeah. if you will, of this whole engine. So it's not there. The fact that they can when you look at them, they can create many different characters and faces 
in an entire world you know it's like when you have an open world game you do start to see like patterns and go oh, yeah. you look like that guy you look like that guy and there's so much less of it like that and i think some of it is yeah like they're still not working out all the kinks of it but you know as a short quick experience of an experiment as it was i think they did pretty well with it like, yeah you can see the holes now and again and some things aren't quite perfect but you know, when you see what they call cutscenes, but they're actually playable and it's like and they look like nothing you know they look fantastic it, it's just staggering at times it, it's great it's i i want that to be the standard where and you know, we can see that more from not just big studios but smaller ones where they can not have that jarring thing where you go from cutscene to game and it's like it still happens so much you know unless you pour like many many man, yeah. man hours and many many dollars into it and i think the easier that gets the better we can get out of big games and small games alike hopefully and then it's less about crunching and worrying about doing all these things unnecessary and maybe helps creative freedom a bit hopefully yeah, yeah i i finally got to play it by the way <laughs> <laughs> um it finally downloaded for me properly but cool. um yeah, no, uh, you guys bring up a lot of cool points, uh, especially with it helping smaller developers. Um, obviously, the bigger developers have their own engines that they like to use, um, yeah. and they'll probably continue to use those engines. Uh, but this is going to help a lot of developers. Uh, obviously, they're not going to utilize it to the extent that we see here. Uh, no. But it's a great showcase of what the engine is capable of. Like, I yeah. don't expect, you know, when Fortnite goes into Unreal Engine 5 to have incredible visuals like that um obviously because it's art style but yeah i think um, it will help with like destruction and like it'll make it feel more flow easier and you see tiny bits of it now that mm -hmm. trickle down into unreal 4 like in the latest season of fortnite where it feels like a much more fluid game you know, they've added like knee sliding and like web swinging and all these other things and it feels like it was always there I think because it has been ported already hasn't the, it um fortnite i yeah, don't think it's already, been ported to five has it no, they're already in the process of doing it. So there is yeah, a version yeah. that exists at Epic, but it's going to obviously be quicker for them because it, you know they own it. So it, it makes sense. But I think they've said this before that like some of that stuff will naturally result in better things coming through to the fore because they know that they can add it. It will work for the next engine. So that, I think we're seeing that with the changes they've made recently. And yeah, it'd be incredible to see what. Because that's been a, a game that's improved over time with all these little tweaks and fixes and changes because they had that benefit of having all of Unreal technology at their hands yeah. at first before pretty much anyone else. So yeah, that, that's going to be like the benchmark for how subtle things come into it, maybe. Yeah, yeah I just... they, um, oh, sorry, I was going to say, they recently bought Harmonix, you know, who make, made Rock Band and Fuser and things like that. And... That to me sounds like now with the technology they have could be very interesting when they do their virtual concerts if you're actually able to pretty much play along with them. That'd like be that's really cool. Things that I mean that seems like something you would struggle to do on the current way it is, but maybe with all these things that make all these decisions and changes easier, you can just start making it really this big sandbox full of things. Yeah, it would be really cool. Yeah, I just I yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I hope people don't play this and think this is what games are going to look like um, right off the bat with Unreal yeah. Engine 5, because that's not going to happen. I mean, what you got here was very gorgeous and very well done, but it is essentially a technical demo to showcase what it can do. Um, it's very limited. 
you know, what can you do? You can literally run around and you can drive. That's pretty much it. Um, there's a lot more fair, that was... goes into more moving parts in a video game. Like, this is a showcase, like, what you'll be able to do with, oh, if you want this amount of traffic, look at this amount of people you can have on your screen, the vast uh, um, scale of the city and things like that. That's all great. Yeah. You know, it's amazing stuff. But, like, when you have an actual game, like, if you want to make it into a racing game that looks just like that, I'm pretty sure you're not going to have the amount of dense traffic without getting some wow. lag or some frame drops. I mean, Suppose... if you're breaking it down to smaller things, it, then surely, you, you know, you're getting more. And you can do yeah, more and, and that's, that's just what I'm yeah. saying. It's like, I hope yeah. people are not expecting this engine and getting, you know, your next you know, third-person shooter to look exactly like that. Yes. Yeah. Not you feasibly. Say that. You say that, but uh, supposedly the because it wasn't just on Epic that did it. Uh, the Coalition actually came and helped designing the engine. Mm. Um, for anyone, I think Coalition is the people behind Gears of War, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they said the fact that they actually put aside uh, like processing power for other things to make it more of a video game like it's designed yeah. to be scaled up for a full game yeah which is what they were saying was great about yeah. it for things like fortnite where it means it will be scalable in a much more flexible way and again this goes for multi-console games and multi-generational games in future it will mean that feasibly you could build a game that works on the base level and could be scaled all the way up with the greatest of ease without porting, without having to do extra work. And that in itself would be remarkable because you then basically kill off generations eventually because everyone's going to get the same experience uh, to a degree. It's just the level of detail in that experience, which is how it should be, not just be like, oh, well, it doesn't, this version runs terribly because blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that that would be like a game changer. Again, it depends on how many developers and studios pick up on it and make use of it in the meantime because obviously as you pointed out before other engines are going to be used still and that's going to be the disparity and it was i'll run i'll wait until i see it in an actual game yes yeah so, until i, I see mean, it in an actual game then then we'll know just how great the scalability and stuff sure. is for, think of yeah. it like this like with this demo yeah in back in the day something like this you would have got the car chase bit and that's it. That, that would have been in the demo. And then people would quite rightly go, well, I'd like to see more than that, really, to really be sure. But then they just throw in, and as, as shallow as it is, they threw in an open world that they didn't have to, you know, just to sort of showcase what they could do mm -hmm. and what the engine could do. And it's designed very much for that, that you go around looking at plaques that say, this is how this was done and this what this contains. And I like that. Um, it's like a basically like a virtual museum of how Unreal Engine 5 works. And yeah, it's like no matter how you, when you do like the drone mode, no matter how fast you go through it, like you're barely seeing anything pop up or anything like that. It's just zooming through it. It's nuts when you think about, about it like that, especially when you've got full traffic on, full pedestrians, and you're still not getting any slowdown, maybe the tiniest little hiccup. But it's amazing. You know, I think we take that for granted sometimes that you look at how dense that world looks when you have all the traffic and the procedural audio as well is just amazing because you know it's like it sounds quite normal and organic you know it, you, there's conversations and chatter and it's none of it's been scripted it's just there You're taking audio samples and just sort of looped and changed and the other little insight into that thing is like where they had the programs that decide where 
certain objects should be, auto-generate them based on that. And you see it in um, the buildings, like where you get this sort of view of what's inside them, even though you're not really seeing inside them. That So it's not just like blacked out windows in every building just because... Yeah. For reflection's sake, it's like you can sort of peer in and see like bedrooms and offices, and some of them are a bit weird if you really go into detail. Like yeah. there was an office room, and it was like in front of the door to the office was like a coke can machine, and it was like so you wouldn't be able to get in it. And there was a, a printer next to it and a chair, an office chair, but no desk. But most saw... of the time, it was like pretty organic. I saw yeah. some old really gamers video. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but they, he was like looking around for the first, you know, doing his first impressions of it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and he saw this room that was like a cafe, sort of like restaurant. Mm. But when you ran around the corner of the same building, the same room, it was a bedroom. <laughs> so the one window is registered, uh, like, uh, generated as like a, co- like a, a rest, like not a restaurant, but like as a supermarket lot of thing with like all the shelves and stuff. And then yeah. the other side, it was a bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there are some flaws but i don't know with the matrix those flaws are okay because i know again this is why it's a perfect the whole series thing yeah. yeah it's like there's these little things that like if you're really looking at the detail of something you're like okay that doesn't yeah. quite look right but not not like any obvious way like yeah. where it's like no that that's clearly just bad development or bad ideas like or bad writing whatever yeah. it's no, it's literally just a case of like oh, it's a computer's algorithm trying to decide what's the most normal thing to have there yeah. and that in itself is just like yeah that's the matrix out and out yeah. and you know it itself by definition of what the the demo calls it is a program it's not even the matrix it's a no. program by humans to simulate the matrix so again you can kind of go oh yeah i understand why there'd be these things that aren't quite right because they don't have like full access to make it like perfect yeah so yeah it's which is a surprising amount of depth to think about something that is basically promotional material. Hopefully it'll be a full game eventually. Well, yeah. I think it's, make something good out of it for, with the Matrix, please, because that, that would yeah. be wonderful. But yeah, for what it is, wonderful. You know, it, it was a genuine delight to have something that was a surprise. It was nice we knew it was coming, but to yeah. see what it is is just, yeah, great. Great fun. It feels like the first time of really using my ps5 and saying this is what the future could look like you know like that that's good yeah. I, I like a bit of that you know i mean sure that 90 percent of the time turns out to be yeah we never really got there but sort of thing but we hadn't really had that kind of thing up until now despite all the you know shiny graphics and ray tracing and all these things it still didn't quite feel there maybe because everything else about games is still very much stuck in what games are anyway whereas this feels like a genuine sort of step up from that without being yeah. you know, like this explosively. So, Gary, have you got anything, anything you want to add? Uh, no, I'm good. What about Alfonso? He's been quiet. Alfonso, Alfonso. He's been quiet. You know, I don't really have nothing to say since I haven't experienced it. I didn't see it. I didn't download it. I didn't watch it on YouTube yet. So, go download it. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I just free. didn't do it because you know, work on my gardens, platinum. That that's more important. So. <laughs> God damn it. That's uh, awesome, man. Uh, I guess we should talk about the thing that Gary wants to talk about now. At least one of the things that Gary wants to talk about. Battle Royale. <laughs> God damn Woman. it. Hell yes. We didn't get to see anything, really, at all. So I don't know how excited you can be, but I'm sure you're really excited. But Wonder Woman game got announced. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm excited because A, yeah, it is Wonder Woman. B, it's Monolith, and they're using the same engine uh, or a modified version of it. And apparently, it is going to have the Nemesis system in it. So I'm all for that. Give me, give me now. Single player open world Wonder Woman game. I'm super stoked. I've wanted a one. I, I I really wanted a Wonder Woman game after Batman because I think she would have been a fantastic character to make a like a like a game like the 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 Arkham games because of her fighting ability. She can obviously take on multiple enemies. Um, she was a natural fit for the same free flow combat that Batman had. Um, obviously I'm not getting that because Rocksteady's making Suicide Squad, but I'll take this. I'll take this all the way and. Uh, I'm very happy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've wanted a Wonder Woman game for a long time, so yeah. I mean, it's like the next best thing if you're going to have someone do it. The fact that they're impl- implementing the Nemesis system into it is like, ah, oh, that, now that intrigues me greatly to see what you can get out of that. Yeah, it really intrigues me too. Like, you know, is it going to have Justice League villains in it, uh, or is it just going to be Wonder Woman villains? Um, how the Nemesis system is really going to work in this type of game where it's not like just random ass orcs becoming more powerful. <laughs> You're going to have to probably do, you know, actual villains as the leaders this time. Yeah. So, ugh, I think it's great. I've always wanted this kind of system in a Batman game where it's like, oh, it makes sense for Batman. You got Two-Face, Penguin, Killer Krog. They can be the leaders, you know, in a yeah. nemesis system. But I'll take this. I really will. So see what yeah. we get out of it. Can't wait. I, uh, I mean, it's been like, what? For it'll be five years since the Monolith had made a game, yeah. So they've clearly been working on it for a good while, mm-hmm. and, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd imagine it's, it's and I know, it I know they got a bad rep with Shadow of War, but I feel like that's not really on them, that's more Warner Brothers doing their yeah, stupid I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, history proves that right. I think you know, when you look at a lot of games, it is just it, it feels like it's no surprise that the next two, like. DC games from them, other than that, are co-op based games, you know, mm-hmm. designed to sort of uh, have a shelf life, if you will. You know, as cool as they look, you know, both of them. But it, it's, yeah, it, this might be a bit nice to have as an alternative now where we have something that's more single player focused that has someone using that Nemesis system for once, which, you know, <laughs> only because they own it effectively. Otherwise, we'd have seen it by now. But yeah, it, this is a strangely good fit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just imagining like the fighting with you know her melee abilities combined mm-hmm. with the whip mm-hmm. and all yeah. that. It's her super speed and her strength. I just I'm super stoked it's just to see how how well they can do. I think this is a good blueprint to see how they can make Wonder Woman fight regular enemies and not kill them in a single hit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, it should um... be able to do. Like it might be a good blueprint to see. Okay, if we can do it with Wonder Woman, maybe. We can do it with Superman somehow. <laughs> but, Maybe this is it. Yeah, I mean, this again is where Monolith would be are a better choice because with the Middle Earth games, they are coming from that background where someone who is more than human taking on inhuman enemies and uh, making it a game of peril, whilst also making you feel like the most powerful person alive. Which you know that that's a good balance to hit. You know, Batman games, the Arkham games don't quite get it all the time because it kind of relies on you playing it a certain way. To get there, but yeah, I think they were really make the most of it. Alfonso, anything? Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, Gary knows this as well as Gary knows as well. I I love Wonder Woman. 
Um, I wanted a Wonder Woman game ever since Wonder Woman came out in 2017 with Gal Gadot because she did fantastic in the first one. Um, not saying she didn't do fantastic in the second one, it was just bad direction in terms of script. Um, we're not gonna get into that, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm happy because not only is Wonder Woman, Gary also knows this, but it's a female role. We need more female protagonists with these games, so I'm, I'm glad we're getting a female role for this. Um, I'm curious on the direction they're going to go in terms of if they're going to make her fly or are they going to give her an invisible jet. And the only reason I'm saying this is because, Gary, you just mentioned if they're going to make their fly and they implement it right, they're going to say, oh, if they can make one of them fly, then they can do a Superman game. Because that was what they were talking about in the past. So we can't get a Superman game because we can't make them fly properly and all that other nonsense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious the direction they're going to do in terms of flight and her vehicle. But um, like Gary said, the combat, the lasso, um, if they're gonna use injustice characters, her own character, her own villain, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm super so for this, and I can't wait. Yeah, I'm gonna go with leaping leaps and bounds rather than flying. <laughs> <laughs> More like Hulk Ultimate Destruction jumping. Yeah, <laughs> if you remember that. Yeah, if they do add flying. Yeah. It'll be only for specific areas. Like there'll be specific points where you can fly. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the the reason I say that is based on the trailer. It seems like she hasn't really um, been out in the world because apparently it's her bridging the gap between Themyscira and the modern world. Mm. So I don't. It, it just seems to me like she's still <clears throat> she's not as established as we know. It's more kind of yeah. like early stuff. Yeah, that's why I'm assuming it's more she can't fly yet. Maybe. So. Or the invisible. I don't even know where. I don't even know where she got the invisible jet from. Personally, <laughs> I don't even know who made it for her. <laughs> How she ever got that thing? I never really cared to find out. I hated that thing. <laughs> Before we move on to the next topic that Gary will probably enjoy. Um, anything else you want to do about this? Anyone else got any opinions nope. about this? I'm kind of excited, but I'm, I'm less excited than everyone else, I think, because I want to see how it actually plays before I want to get hyped. Or even an actual trailer I, I, rather than yeah. just Wonder Woman on a, a rock with a whip. I I just think, personally, having recently gone back to Condemned, you know, Monolith's earlier game, and seeing that, and obviously what I love about the Middle Earth games, I just think I'll do a good job of it. I think the only thing that will probably stand in the way is if they get some of that Warner Brothers input, you know, that yeah. changes or messes something. Because they caught most of the flight for that, which is unfortunate. I'm glad to see it didn't mean that they basically shit-canned and didn't get to do anything else of value. You know, they were actually just working on a whole other game in quiet. So that's good. I'm glad it's about that. EA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the next game um, that I'm sure that Gary will love to talk about is um, Suicide Squad. We actually saw some more yeah. gameplay. We got to see the mission against the Flash, or at least some of the mission. I don't think I doubt that's the whole mission. But we got to see some of the gameplay. I'm still really hyped for this game. I don't know why, but I'm excited. So, um, Alfonso, you haven't been able to talk first. You go ahead and have a little chat. Yeah. Um. Finally, we got to talk gameplay. Um. Seeing the gameplay, it reminds me of, like Borderlands and how they play. Um. Yeah. I was happy how King Sharp plays. Like it's basically like the Bruce and Borderlands. The only difference is that he's biting people's heads off. And that got me super excited <laughs> because I, I, I just love King Shark as a character. And I cannot wait for this. Um, yeah, I, we, like, we don't know what part of the game this is. I, I really hope Flash is not the first one because I, 
uh, matter of fact, no. I hope he is the first one because of how flat is getting me disappointed in the damn TV show. I hope he's the first one I could kill him off first. <laughs> God damn it, get time flash. I'm sorry, Gary. I'm <laughs> but yeah, overall, it, it looks good, and I I want it. I want it now, just for King Shark. That that's my favorite character from this, um, the Suicide. <laughs> yeah. So. Neil. Yeah, I think in the same way that Idos um, Montreal's Guardians of the Galaxy gets what people want to see about that product based on the movie, but also informs it in its own way and makes it its own thing. I think what we saw of Suicide Squad so far has that same thing, where weirdly, though it's definitely not going to have been a thing, it feels like James Gunn's movie in a little way, but you know that it's going to be set in Arkham's universe and it's going to have a lot of that, that rule set. So I, yeah, I'm excited because it's not the same kind of thing that Rocksteady have been doing before. I hope it's because they wanted to do it, not because they were coaxed into saying, you know, maybe you should try doing a multiplayer game that might be a bit live service. And that I think yeah. it depends on how much they pull through with the idea of the title, you know, the killing of the Justice League. Like, because if it ends up being like this canon based thing, then well, where do you go from there? You know, it's like, are you actually going to kill them off? The trailers so far have kind of suggested that Flash doesn't get killed. That he ends up being part of your team at some point, yeah. so maybe not like a, as a playable character, but as like an advisory role, if you will, to like help defeat the others. Um, so yeah, I think he will be like made short shrift in, in the beginning of the game. Yeah, I'm, I think the best thing about what we've seen is it still leaves plenty of questions without being frustrated. I'm kind of excited for the game just because I like co op online games, so I feel mm. like this can, could be quite fun. Um, Depending on how it plays. So, I'm excited, kind of. I guess I'll bring up the Battle Royale game I joked about. Actually, Gary, did I mention, right? No, Gary, it's your turn. No. <laughs> what oh, a my God. <laughs> um, yeah, it, for the me, it, it, okay. it looks to play pretty much how I expected it to look and play. Mm. Um, I was happy to see um, how King Shark plays. He kind of looks like he plays like the hulk in a way like he runs up the yeah. building yeah. like the hulk does or crawling on it and stuff which is pretty cool um he uses obviously his gallon gun and he eats people i'm assuming to regenerate health that's how he's gonna get his health back yeah in some way <laughs> how violent that's gonna be i don't know um because they showed her in like a shadow so um yeah but it, i i the, the the only thing i noticed big here for me was how little they showed Harley Quinn and how she plays. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw, obviously, Deadshot. He kind of has the, the, the jetpack. He's flying around. He's more of a support character, uh, which kind of makes sense. Um, we saw a little bit of Captain Boomerang. Again, I, I think a lot of the stuff we saw was more long-range combat, and we got very mm-hmm. little melee stuff. Um, so I'm really curious to see how the melee works because every time we really saw anything melee was mostly like execution moves and things like that yeah um so captain boomerang seems to have like a whole set of powers going on yeah Yeah. he has his teleporting boomerang uh if i'm right he throws the boomerang and he's able to teleport to it which looks like he's just running fast like the flashes yeah i Um, I think again that sort of seems to allude to the idea that something that he does regarding flash gives him something excellent that which again to me feels like the flash is going to be part of like the introduction to that game mm-hmm. yeah but he's going to be the tutorial like fight 
Yeah. Well, maybe, because from what we've seen in the past trailers, we know Wonder Woman isn't affected by Brainiac. She's the only mm -hmm. one fighting the Justice League because we see her fighting Superman. Uh, so maybe she might be even the tutorial. Maybe you bring her out first yeah. and she helps you or who knows? Obviously, we've we've seen we know Green Lantern is in there. John Stewart, Superman, the Flash and Wonder Woman. Those are the four characters. We obviously don't know if Aquaman is in the game as, you know, the Justice League or Cyborg yet. Obviously, that's stuff they can reveal later because we still don't have an actual date. It's just 2022. And that's it. Wow. It could, that means that they might still think that the game might be delayed, in my opinion. Um, maybe they don't believe they can make that date. But I enjoyed what I saw. It, it looked fun. It looked exciting. Everybody looks like they, they play very differently from each other, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, Harley Quinn is the one I, I was hoping to see a lot of. Uh, just because I kind of figured how the other characters would play, uh, yeah. because we saw them in the trailers already. Uh, but she obviously she's more melee. She has the bat, and I'm guessing she's going to use like dual pistols or whatever. Um, but I really wish we would have seen a little more melee combat, just to see how that would work. Like, are they still keeping the the freeform Arkham engine with the melee combat, or how that's going to work? We'll see. And to me, still the lack of seeing Brainiac in any trailer so far um, still makes me a little sad because I really love that character. Um, but for me right now, from all the trailers, I feel like even though the Justice League are the villains here with Brainiac obviously being the big overall villain, I feel like they haven't really done a good job of giving me a sense of a real villain I should be worried about. Yeah. Like, obviously, you need to worry about Superman when he's evil, but I don't feel like the sense of danger so far from any of these trailers, from anybody. Yeah, so. this is it, which is my worry, is how much are they going to you know, fulfill the idea of the title, you know, of Kill the Justice League? Are you actually going to end up killing them? You know, is that beneficial to any sort of long-term plan if you want to make a sequel? And, yeah, and I'm pretty sure yeah. Batman's going to play a massive role here. Um, I, well, well, I don't think he's going to be killing dead? them. I, I think he's the one who's going to be unconverting them. <laughs> yeah, but is it not canon to Arkham? Yeah, which means he. Everybody knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, and he's obviously disappeared. So I'm guessing yeah. he's still disappeared, but now he's trying to help them behind I the mean, scenes. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he's the one behind the yeah. whole thing with Amanda Waller having the Suicide Squad take out the Justice because he knows he obviously yeah. can't do it on his own. Even though, he's or even Azrael, who <laughs> Azrael of course was the uh, one looking likely to take up the mantle at the end of Arkham mm -hmm. Knight. So that that would be interesting how they handle that. If we see any sort of, it depends when it takes place. I yeah, mm -hmm. it's it, it's a big thing. Like obviously, there's always going to be questions like who's going to be in it? Is Nightwing in it? Is Robin in it? You know who else? Like I yeah, said, Aquaman, this... Cyborg obviously has to play a massive role. I wonder. Well. Yeah, I wonder if that's where we may see a distancing from. Batman-based characters just because of, one, Gotham Knights, and two, Rocksteady not wanting to do that and trying to make it as different as possible, you know, with the exception of the fact that you know, Harley Quinn's there, but you know, it's, you know, she's very much her own character now outside of that, so it's not such a problem. Yeah, given that they are making a game that is very Batman-focused without Batman, um, yeah, maybe he could appear here. I, I don't know about Nightwing and the rest of them, just because if you can offer a game that features both them in both yeah, might cause problems, especially if this both supposed to come out next year. Yeah, yeah. Say, and like I, I said, like so far, so far, have, sorry, yeah, 
Go ahead. Like I say, I feel like that's why we don't have a release date of Suicide Squad. I feel like they're waiting to see which one is like. They're probably almost both pacing at the same speed right now. So they, I don't. Yeah, I think Gotham Knights has been longer and is yeah. probably closer to being released at the two. Yeah, that will be the one that comes up first, and that would be the best way around because I think you know the nicest way possible. Rocksteady, the, the prestige studio, they're, they're the ones that are going to get the big hype thing, and Suicide Squad is now not the big joke it was because of the first film you know now with that film out the james gunn film out it's a big thing again and a hot property and people are interested in it again king shark being in it again makes it even bigger because you know he's he's your group now now he's the character people are going to latch onto and go oh yeah i could be king shark great 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 yeah i think we'll probably will see both next year i just think it'll be they'll put them at least six months apart and I was going to say, like, so far, I still haven't seen anything that can tell me how anybody in this group can defeat any member of the Justice League. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's going to be some sort of, like, weirdo shit. That Captain Boomerang stuff suggests to me that they're going to learn things outside of their normal moveset uh, yeah. by killing certain members of the Justice League. Yeah, I, I can also see it where um, they might fight members of the Like, we see Wonder Woman, right? I wouldn't be surprised if, like, during the fight, Wonder Woman helps you out while you try to set up some mechanism to, you know, weaken Superman with Kryptonite or something, and then you take yeah. over for a little bit, and then she comes in and fights him when he's at full power again. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. And I think that's the, the point of it is, it's the Suicide Squad, the idea of going into a mission that would literally be killing you just to do. So, yeah, it, it, that's what you want, the idea of how the hell are they going to do this? How the hell are they going to beat... Yeah. Superman, you know, of all characters. So yeah, right, every member of the Justice League is a god, like yeah. literally. Even even Batman is a god, even though he has no power. <laughs> you that's know, it. Yeah, if, if they, they can nail that power. dynamic, yeah, that's it. <laughs> if they nail that dynamic, that's going to be great because it will feel like you know players against the world. Uh, you know, know, it's a known threat for everybody. And the idea that you and your friends can team up to take out a Superman is like something really amazing and cool you know instead of just like where any other game is like oh here's the behemoth of the 19th century albatrosses you know you must defeat them um it means nothing to you yeah they're big and they've been hyped up as being big and powerful but you have this history someone like superman is like fuck how are we going to beat superman like that and I'd love to see if it almost works like a heist movie style thing where mm. you have this planning out between you and you're working out exactly how you do certain parts on a mission. It isn't just like shooting someone to get the health bar down. It's like having a strategy yeah, and, to do your battles. And, and and I think they, they'll be able to do it uh, pretty well because if you look at, you know, their previous work, you know, they knew who Batman can fight and who he couldn't mm. fight. You know, you don't see him going hand to hand with Killer Croc because he'll just get annihilated. Yeah. You know, even against Bane, there's a strategy to the fight where you you had to do something different. And so yeah. that tells me they, they, they know the characters that they're working with and they, they have to come up with a good way of making it believable to the point where like Superman's not a chump that you can just, you know, hit him with Kryptonite and beat the shit out of him. You know, the, the, yeah. I, I, the, they have the pedigree and they know the characters well enough to, to not. Yeah, uh, that's, that's why I'm cheesing, confident. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. What's next, Ben? Uh, I guess we'll do the Vampire Masquerade, the Bloodhound, which I'm really disappointed in because I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, so but I, 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 I wanted, up anyway. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up because I'm 
I want to see more of the actual vampire masquerade game. Please, can we just see more of that instead of the stupid? Battle I'm sorry to tell you, man. <laughs> that game is like completely <laughs> being redone from the ground up. I don't know what are you going to see that again. Aww. Yeah, they, they need they need to finance that. So you're going to get another ten visual novels and battle royale games in the meantime. I will say, like, it's crazy to see that franchise just magically have like all these games coming out. It's like, where was this one? You know, the first game, the point and click adventure one came out, and then, you know, the first Bloodlines came out using the Steam engine. Yeah. Where was all this love? Now it's like, oh, let's pop them out every year. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, and that, even spin offs, like, they're trying to build their own universe, you know, like, which is great because it produces some interesting games. I, I really liked um, Werewolf, the Apocalypse Earth Blood that came out of this, just because it's like you could be a wolf and a werewolf. And an eco warrior. It's like the best version of Avatar, but with werewolves. And that's... I I like that game because it's the closest thing I got to X two Wolverine's origin. Yeah, game. yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> funny like shit. <laughs> yeah, it is very good like that. I mean, Jank and all. I just think that plus the all this story they have and all this lore makes it instantly interesting in a way that most games wouldn't have that advantage. Yeah, I'm glad that they're expanding that world. It just feels like they're spreading it a bit thin, you know, having this many when people don't aren't invested enough. And people were coming for Vampire the Masquerade, the Bloodlines too. They, they weren't coming for Battle Royale games and 20 visual novels. That They want that. So the longer that gap goes, the harder it's going to be for that game. They, they'd really have to wow the socks off everybody, I think, to really make it worthwhile. Talking about um, anyway, anyone got any thoughts on this at all? Anyone, anyone excited well, for this in any way, shape, or form? I actually want to give it a shot. I actually yeah. think it looks pretty cool yeah. in the trailers and the gameplay videos they show. It looks like a very unique, different type of battle royal with its character um, yeah, and the powers. I just, I, it. So I, I, I do I just, want to try it out because I, I do mean, like I that. Think of, I think most of will try it out because it's free. So yeah, you know, it's I not mean, going to yeah, cost us to at least download it. I, just, I think of so many games this year like that, where I'm like, I'll try that, and I'll try it, I'll enjoy it. But I'm very quickly aware of how much that game is going to die. And I know that me investing time in it would just be a waste of my time, because eventually I'm going to get to the point where I see it die. Ever, ever since Titanfall 2, that's been a horrible thing to see in your games. And I, I just don't like it. You know, it's like, like I, I love Chivalry 2, and it's doing okay, but get a free it's weekend a right hard. now right? where you can play it for free. yeah i mean yeah, i mean it's it's a fantastic game one of my favorite games of the year it takes the idea of battlefield to medieval warfare and makes it better i mean it's the better version of battlefield we got this year uh, and yeah. because it's a monty python battlefield game uh, it's brilliant and deserves more love but it's not going to get it because it's so niche you know in what it does and it's not the only one um that robin hood style multiplayer game mm-hmm. I forgot the name Outlaws I really enjoyed that but I was so aware straight away that that was going to be a game that's just going to die on its ass at some point which is a shame because I think it deserves better but it's just too much there's too much of a market and not enough people as big as the you know the games industry is unless you're going to set realistic expectations about what your player base will be you're going to end up folding that game at some point with horrible I'm really glad you you bring this up, Neil, because at this point, you would think that a good license will save a game, and clearly mm. that's not happening either, because we had Friday mm. the 13th, 
that guy oh, killed because of other issues, you know, legal yeah. issues. But Even, yeah, um, alien. Aliens, yeah, that fire team. Yeah, fire team. You had a uh, predator hunting ground. Doesn't look like it's doing very well right now. No, that was... Um, I'm wondering now how long the Evil Dead game is going to last when that comes out. That has a massive falling Evil Dead, but is it enough to keep it going? And again, I'm sorry to to bring this up, but I don't know if you had a plan, but we just got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game announced. Oh yeah, I was going to um, bring yeah, that up later. Uh, there's also talks. Guessing. That, uh, one second. There's also talks that watch it. Leatherhead is going to be removed from Dead by Daylight because of it. Leatherface. 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 Yeah. Leatherhead is a turtle. <laughs> Weatherface, yes. (laughs) So again, we're getting another game based on a very popular franchise with a very iconic horror villain character that's probably going to be the same 4v1, 5v1, whatever you want to call it. Um, And how long is that going to last? It's like, at this point, uh, just throw them in the Mortal Kombat and give me my monster fighting game, man. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. uh, uh, Even if they... Did take him out of Dead by Daylight, and yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. There's already there were already two characters in there that are basically Leatherface. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the other one, but there's another character that carries a chainsaw as well and does. It's basically like before they knew they get the license to have Leatherface in there, they made a character that was basically Leather. And so cotton, uh, it's tricky. Cotton cheeks, yeah, cotton like, cheeks. <laughs> like you said, like the market is so flooded with these games now. Like you, yeah. it has to be something really, really fucking special, mm. really special to succeed. And clearly, licenses aren't that thing because yeah. people love aliens, I mean, they love Predator, they love whatever horror franchise you want to give them. But clearly, it's not working. Yeah, and it's not like it's because it's a lack of understanding of the license. Because I think with like Aliens Fighting, they love what they're doing. They they wanted to make an Aliens game that was as good as. An alien game that Alien Isolation was, and in large part they succeeded because you know it's not Colonial Marines. You know it is better, it's more enjoyable, it's fun, it's a great time. Mm. But it felt so grindy and shallow and empty. And if you're not quick enough to get that ball rolling again, which to be fair, they're doing exactly what I asked them to do. You know, I didn't demand this of them, by the way. I just say <laughs> well, I no, talked about this. No, he demanded them. I talked about this game on. Yeah, I talked about this on Safe Room um, about this very thing with Aliens Fireteam. I, I said that if they're not quick enough, they're not going to get that audience and they're going to have to try again. And maybe doing stuff like Game Pass, PlayStation Now would be a good way to go to get more people involved. And they're doing that. They're, they're getting in that. They've done that at the same time as announcing you know, that they're going to do more content for the next year. So they've made the smart choice and that game will probably do all right now. And, and not every game has to be like, Know, 20 gajillion players online at any given time they just have to do well enough for the expectations they've been set i think games like this one with the the Texas chainsaw massacre they know their expectations that developer knows they're not going for the big bucks they know that's not it's not going to be the next dead by daylight by any chance but they want to do this kind of game and this time at least they're safe from that whole legal wrangle that killed them off with friday the 13th because for all that game's problems it was fun and it really was a faithful fun friday the 13th experience yeah well the, the, that game was killed by legal issues because yeah that was it that was, that was the only thing that worked this, out their fucking problem that's it and so this is like their second shot of redemption 
maybe it's an odd choice as a franchise to sort of try and do that again, but we shall see. I think they care enough. The problem, as we have said, is that caring enough and having enough detail about the thing you're implementing maybe isn't enough. You kind of have to have the right hook, and right hook can't always be do what someone else is doing. We see it far too often in this industry where something does big numbers, other companies go, oh yeah, we should do that. Battle Royale being you know big thing right now, and games like Among Us. And as a result, you get all these copycats, and then all these heads being scratched going, well, I don't get why we didn't do as well as that one. So because the market's cornered. If you want to do it right, you do it differently, or you figure out something new. Talking about asymmetric games while we're on the topic, we all know that the true mm-hmm. great asymmetric game of 2022 is going to be Dragon Ball The Breakers. <laughs> but th- that at least is a very inventive way of doing things. Uh, I, <laughs> that, I, would know, I, would, I would expect it as a horror game never like that and yet it's genius to me because that makes sense the whole cell thing is perfect i love that as an idea i can't wait to i've tried i applied for the beta but didn't get in which sucks but Mm. i can't wait to try it out like and it's not just cell though it's the fact that freezer and boo are villains as well that you can play as Mm. yeah it's just like because you just think of the anime and you think yeah this absolutely makes sense you know this is basically what you're doing you're trying to hide from being yeah. absorbed into this thing and uh, that yeah that that's my takeaway memory from dragon ball z as it was so brilliant that may not be a great seller and given history probably will shut down within a year jump force um and that'll be it but, but it's, just, it's the same team that made xenoverse and xenoverse 2 is still active now it's got new dlc planned True. For next year. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's got half a 50 50 chance of working you know if it does the right thing i think mainly because of that fan base but it's like it's convincing that fan base to be into that kind of game and maybe they will so we shall see it could be like a surprise hit uh in the i think it, i was watching a, a youtuber i watched called syriax is like in a way this dragon ball game is basically what all, what all your kids wanted yeah every kid wanted to be in dragon ball but in reality they're like oh, i wouldn't yeah. be saying this but if it was real technically you'd just be these humans running away from everything if you're in the series yes. <laughs> so yay anyway i just wanted to bring that up because i'm looking forward to that game and we were talking about asymmetric That's why we stuff. need more games like yeah and that's why we need more games where the godzilla style games where you are people on the ground like that uh, on the one that came out that never came out here um talk about other games that i'm i as anyone got anything to finish but we're talking about the previous topic before we move on oh no i just got the idea of 10 v1 10 humans against one godzilla and i kind of want it now Ooh. yeah <laughs> that's <actually> tasty uh, <laughs> i feel like it could be like the battle royale of as- asymmetric games though, because it could be more like 500 people versus one godzilla and I feel like even no, then, no. Godzilla has the the two, balance. <laughs> yeah, two people of kaiju facing yeah. off against each other, and then it's the humans, other people, sort of tipping the balance, trying to yeah. make one win over the other. That 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 would yeah. be amazing. Godzilla needs more games. Yeah, any cool. development team, more. any company that listens to us that work in gaming, here's here's your free pitch. <laughs> Yep. Just, in- <laughs> just this, include us in your thank you section of the credits and I'll be happy. That's it. Based on an idea inspired by blah, blah, blah. That, that'll do. Yeah, yeah that'll do. Um, we're talking about games I still so, don't understand how it's going to play. And it's based on previous lore of other titles, of course. Golem. We saw a teaser of Lord of the Rings mean, Golem. <laughs> sorry, Golem. I'm, you mean? I'm, sorry. I'm done. 
I'm done with that game. <laughs> We've had like five trailers and we still haven't gotten a single glimpse of gameplay. I'm so I done with that, that game. Have you, <laughs> hey, yeah, there gameplay. was gameplay. There was gameplay. There, there was? was gameplay. Yeah, last year there was gameplay. Even this year, I think. Maybe there's you a little didn't bit of gameplay it, where yeah, there's I... like the humans is, is have come into my cave and I must tip this lava on them or something. No, no, um, no. Daylight did uh, a thing earlier this year and they did show like the stealth gameplay stuff from it. So yeah, yeah it, it could be all right for what it is. There could be in some interesting things. It looks like a, a stealth Telltale game, if you will. You know, in terms of what they're doing. So I, that about it is interesting. I'm a sucker for any Lord of the Rings game. So yeah, give it to me. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't care less anymore for it. Agreed. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah. Like, I like the character, but it's like, what more can they possibly tell me and make it yeah. canon without ruining the story? Yeah. The dude was alive for hundreds of years, so it's not like yeah. you know, there was any. There's, there's some gaps to be filled. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me guess the ending. He lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I hate to tell you, he doesn't. But <laughs> you say that, but what if he well, does? At the end of this game, he lives. Yeah, yeah. Depends how far they go, I suppose. Yeah. What if we found out that the real the golem has been cloned in between? <laughs> That's it. The golem God we know. The golem we know is. They made him a sexy golem. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. This game has just been in development for a while. I think it was like one of the first games that was announced as a next gen title. Yeah, but it's by a small studio. To be fair, yeah, so it's not true. I, I can sort of live with that. And, you know, yeah. when you're a small studio dealing with a licensed product like that, things are going to go slow. Especially with the Tolkien estate, you know. So I, I can forgive that. Uh, anything else? Anyone to talk about this? Nope. Okay. I've got a few more articles I've got open up, but I'd like to ask the floor, is anything anyone wants to talk about? Is there any specific stuff? Space Marine 2. What? Was that? Space Marine 2. Okay, I didn't even bring <laughs> that really? one up. So sure, go ahead. <laughs> Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2, man. Did nobody play the first one? Just uh, me? Yes, yes, Gary. A long time coming. This, this is a long time coming. Yes, yes. Dude, I freaking love that game. That's, in my opinion, the best Warhammer game out there. Oh, outside of Dawn of War, those were fun too. But I'm super excited. It is a game I never thought would ever get a sequel. Ten years later, it's coming, and I'm beyond fucking excited and for this. So are you? So am I. I don't care, man. <laughs> Using that the the World War Z engine, so they're gonna give us a shit ton of enemies on screen, and I'm I'm totally in for it. Okay, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because it, I love it. The trailer did look cool. I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on, but it did look cool. So I mean, there's an elephant in the room here that, that we haven't talked about yet in terms of big thing. And that's Alan Wake too. Oh yeah, that got announced too, didn't it? It did. I mean, and that that's like dream. That's a dream announcement. Yeah. That, the idea of the remedy of today making a sequel to Alan Wake is exciting to me because you know I don't want to say that like the like freeform jazz is like if I was going to name the way the style of the studio was, but it, it feels like that sometimes where they're just like a brain fever thing going on with the way they make their games where it's like wow I, I don't see anyone else making a game like that unless they were absolutely like at a two hundred degree temperature and would sweating their ass off and suddenly had hallucinations and this is the game they made and that's how <laughs> remedy stuff often feels and yeah i'm really really excited to see where they go with that you know we had these little teasers and hints and continuations with controls dlc but yet i i mean they were very honest saying you know, it's coming 2023 
they'll be there. They're not going to skimp on the horror. And yeah, as someone who loves like Stephen King stuff and and Dean Koontz stuff, and how much those two authors inform how Alan Wake worked as a game, um, yeah, to see more of that, I'm so in, so so in. I am nice. right there with you, Neil. I'm super excited about this announcement. Um, they're going full survival horror, which is great mm-hmm. because I thought the original got a little too actiony. Yes. Um, especially in the second half, I was like, "Oh my god, am I still fighting dudes? This is taking forever." <laughs> <laughs> it was like you got to a bit, and you were like, "Oh, here we go. Here's another fight." <laughs> yeah, the like moment you see the people. fog, you're like, "God damn it! Just let me run around." <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah first, this is first note. <laughs> yeah, the this first is note fantastic. That like that. <laughs> yeah, it is great. It is fantastic. Um, I I particularly like how Alan Wake now looks like a mix between Jake Gyllenhaal and Gerald Leto. Oh, and that that's a dicey thing to do because that was the reason Dead Rising got less interesting when they remodeled Frank West to look less like this ugly brick of clay and become this like. Michael Madsen in his peak sort of guy. It was like, but no, let, let ugly weirdo characters be. And yeah, this kind of works because I don't know, everything feels like it's powered by Alan's ego anyway. So, so what if he looks a little more handsome this time? It, it it's fine. Yeah, it, I, I'm glad that they were able to get the license back because who knows yeah. if we would have even come close to even getting a remaster of Alan Wake yeah. if they never got the yeah. license back from Microsoft. Mm, absolutely. So, well, you know, Mike, I don't know. Microsoft might have had one eventually, probably. If they can uh, I mean, put it on, Gil. They can fr- yeah. they're, they're happy to throw money away like that. Uh, so yeah, they're not going to be safe. Well, the game came but... out on the 360, so they had plenty of time to throw money yeah. at. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> For a sequel. <laughs> Talking of um, you know, people making iconic games and worrying about if they're ever going to make another game again, Slitherhead, that was a game. Oh, yeah. oh, that game looks scary as shit. Yeah. yeah. The old Silent Hill team making something that is very much not Silent Hill, but I'm so glad that it isn't. I was um, excited at first, that... and then I saw the gameplay, and then I lost. I, oh, I really? I think it's, it looks They even show gameplay? I don't think they had gameplay. Yeah, yeah, it, was gameplay. Of, yeah. it was kind of like, like what's great? Predicted gameplay, I guess, like what they expected to look like. Yeah, not like Silent Hill, I think, is yeah. very much the thing that came across from what they were doing, which to me is perfect. I don't want them to do that. It's like you're getting together and you're not making, literally making a new Silent Hill game, make something else entirely. Because otherwise, the first thing we get from people is like, this isn't anything like Silent Hill. It's not as good as Silent Hill. And it's like, I mean, we had that with The Evil Within when it wasn't exactly like Resident Evil. You know? So, People were pissy about that, and that series didn't get the love it deserved. As a result, when the second game came out, so yeah, do what they want. Make this kind of game. Make it as mad and bananas as possible. We need a bit of that. And well, it I'm just sure looks, they will. Yeah, they will. <laughs> and I think it just looks like a really cool thing. And yeah, it's more of that, a nice resurgence from the people that made all the horror games we loved back in the, the 2000s, making brand new mad stuff. Great. Let's keep going with that. Um, yeah. It wasn't a horror game, but I'll admit one of the games I did get excited for. Uh, that was I don't remember this got announced before, but this is the first. I think this was just re- yeah, it was revealed. Um, because as I said, I like my co-op games, so I was I'm really excited with Ark Raiders. We didn't get to see much of it, but hmm. the gameplay was fun, and what I did see, I did like. So yeah, I would like to. I, I that is definitely on my window of games that I 
definitely really hyped for that they announced. It was um, the uh, one from the former Dice people, wasn't it? That yeah. Was, so that, yeah, that'd be cool. Explains why the current game is bad. <laughs> they all went to make this. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, yeah, free to play, uh, four player co op. Um, it looks fun. I I agree with you. It does look pretty pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a very quality game too. Uh, yeah. From the looks yeah. of it, so like something cheaper made. Um, which is actually surprising for a free to play game because I'll admit most free to play games do look a little not great. Yeah. Especially when they're new so because you have... don't know the budget. You don't know your budget, so. Yeah, that's it. That's very much it. But I can think of maybe three more games that were prominent. Sure. That, that, I've that got personally... a few more open. Um, sure. Bring them up. Yeah, I'm sure you'll probably bring them up too. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to bring up Sonic Frontiers. <sighs> Think about that. I know. I know we didn't see a lot of it, but it kind of maybe allowed me to dream again. You know that maybe, <laughs> maybe this time, maybe this time is a 3D Sonic game that's going to be good. It, it feels like when you play the lottery week in week out, saying this is the week <laughs> I become a millionaire. This is the week it happens. And like that. The like, only issue is maybe. Have you, read the, have you read any leaks about this game? I have. So Did you that's read... what unfortunately fills me with optimism. Because <laughs> I've read the leak where it's supposed to be like Breath of the Wild, but I feel like there's yeah. also, also some sort of like Shadow of the Colossus feels because supposedly... Uh, everybody someone... keeps saying it's like Breath of the Wild because apparently any open world game is Breath yeah. of the Wild now. Yeah, it's Breath not going to be now. fucking Breath of the Wild. Yeah. No, Jesus it's Breath Christ. of the Wild and you'll accept it. <laughs> it's the so... same thing like, oh, if a game is hard, it's Souls-like. No, no, it's just hard. Oh wait for when GTA 6 finally comes out. Okay, it's just Breath of the Wild with cities. <laughs> to be fair though, I would do that as a review for a laugh. I'm sorry, that's why I would never be able to review GTA 6 because I would be like, man, this sure does feel like a more realistic Breath of the Wild, but with less physics. Where is Ganon when you need him? <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, from the leaks, it's supposed to. It sounds like it plays a bit like a weird version of Shadow to Colossus because, which is yeah, awesome in my book. You know, it's a, I, is I it like Shadow of the Colossus? Wasn't Elite saying that you have to beat certain monsters to certain robots to be able to like access different parts of the map or something yeah. like that? I mean, if we're honest, that means Elden Ring is in competition with Sonic Frontiers next year. That that's basically it. Isn't it? And I'd vote for Sonic Ooh, Frontiers yeah. over Elden Ring. <laughs> so would I? Second <laughs> Is it horrible nostalgic bias? <laughs> uh, your guys' love for Sonic is outstanding. Hey, no, I love well, Sekiro. I just did it. <laughs> I tried the Elden I Ring demo. To... I didn't enjoy it. I wish I'd sold my code instead. He <laughs> told you code or you cold? Code. He'd so, given so me the damn both. code. <laughs> well, people were selling it for $200, weren't they, at some point? I was like, oh, my I... God. I was ki- I was kicking myself for not just selling it. I'm sorry. I know that's against the rules. It's blah blah blah. I'm wrong. You shouldn't sell codes. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Two hundred dollars is hundred fifty pounds. Well, you could have sold your Spider Man ticket for twenty five k, man. Man, I don't what think about, anyone um, any good would pay that. So. No, this is it. What about Alfonso? What, what did you think about Sonic Frontiers? What little we saw of it. Gary knows this already. I talk about this every time we talk about Sonic. I love Sonic. Sonic Sonics is my OG from that. I started out with Sonic. So seeing that, I know Sonic has hit his hit and misses over the years, but um, yeah, I I I, I adore Sonic. Like seeing that, obviously, I want to play it more based on the new Sonic trailer, based on his movie coming out in April. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to play it. 
Yeah, that was also cool. That was that really cool. Was... I just love the idea of Idris Elba looking for motivation to play Knuckles as well. That's just... <laughs> oh, Brilliant. It's just like that, that's the that is Sonic fandom in a nutshell. It's like it's this very simple game about some animals that can run fast and punch things. It's like, okay, it's like, but what's the motivation behind them? What's the law? What's the story? It's like brilliant. Yes, more of that. Please. Yeah. Yes. I, w- I will yes. say, and it might be because I'm very strange as a person. But I do hope there's a scene where Knuckles has an Australian accent. For anyone <laughs> that doesn't know, no, 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 but Knuckles' first appearance, he was Australian yeah, for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just hope that there's like an Easter egg where there's a line where he says something that's like, yeah. I guarantee Sonic will say, I thought you'd be Australian or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I don't want it to be the whole movie. I just want one line where it's a little like in joke. For mm-hmm. people that have been, yeah. you know, Sonic fans. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, what else have we got on the table, Ben? Um, well, now that we Rumbleverse, I guess that's a, a game that got announced. Uh, Epic Games and I get to pull the cover of a new free-to-play brawler named Rumbleverse, which is not the first brawler that we've got announced recently. Um, mm. but yeah, this is a new battle royale with forty people competing in a melee-style game. From what I could tell, from Brightly, looked interesting. Um, not my a cup of tea, but Battle Royale. yeah, um, not my cup of tea, but I'm sure that was some people. Yeah. I mean, as a hook that goes, you know, a pro wrestling style Battle Royale game does sound interesting. I mean, because, you know, Battle Royales are kind of intrinsic to wrestling anyway. But yeah, that, that could be interesting. It's odd that it's epic doing it because yeah. then you just think, well, why isn't this just part of Fortnite? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that seems to be whatever they do with everything else. So there you go. Nice that they're trying to make other games, and hey, if it fails, they can probably make it part of Fortnite. So yeah, it'll live on regardless. <laughs> Safe bet. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyone got any thoughts on this? Nope. That was it. Okay. Um. And one of the other games I'm excited. For, I'm personally excited for next year. I, there's two more topics I've got to bring up. Um. One of them I'm excited yeah. for. The other one I was excited for, and then I was completely dashed up by the end of the cut. By no, the end of the that is. <laughs> um. Yeah. Forspoken um, got is announced for a release date. I actually can't find the release date, but we've also got it found out it's exclusive for hey, two years on PS5. Was that sorry? Yeah, May 24th. Yay! I'm excited for this game. It looks beautiful. Um, I am fucking stoked for this game. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm glad it's not how it initially seemed like it was going to be when they yeah. showed the last trailer as well, and then this one mm-hmm. it does seem like something quite different to what I expected, and that's great. I hope yeah. it ends up being a good time and the fact it's coming so soon is is exciting for a square game i'm i'm really excited for the combat in this game um yeah it reminds me a lot of like psyops the mind gate conspiracy <laughs> for yeah, those who remember yeah, playing that game. Yeah. um it looks really cool i love how she can use like an automatic weapon attack with like her bracelet it just looks really yeah. cool mm-hmm. combat is really got me intrigued in this game for sure. Um, and then the last but, game I but why, up... Why were you up, upset about the two-year exclusivity? No, I'm not. You said no, it made I, you I happy? Was, and... No, the next bit is... The next game oh, okay. is what I was like that. This No, two-year exclusivity is fine with. I know there's been a lot of drama recently over Fantasy VII Remake uh, on a certain website that I'm not going to name because of the whole... It, it's because Seven got announced for PC, but it's also an Epic Game Store, mm. and some people are very annoyed about that. And also annoyed that it's seventy dollars. Uh, it's one hundred and fifteen in Australia. 
yeah and that's fine square uh, square square's ports to pc have been poor yeah. a lot of the time so i it's it's a reach let's be honest on so yeah seven is out on pc go enjoy it if you want to blah 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 well it's out soon right it's next week 16th next week yeah um no the game that i thought was really cool looking um mm-hmm. with star wars eclipse yes let's talk about was, star wars eclipse. i was really excited for this game i thought oh my god this game looks amazing it's so cool and then we found out it's by quantic dream and i lost all <laughs> i'm like sweet this no it's bad now <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, I'm not in the same boat as you, Ben. I, I know a lot of people are hating on Quantum Dream, especially with all the stuff going on in their personal stuff with David Cage and stuff. But I've liked Quantum Dream's games. Even the worst of the worst, I've enjoyed. Um, yeah. I love the storytelling. I love how they're presented. Uh, and for the most part, I really enjoy their stories. I think their stories um, have a lot of depth to them. Uh and I'm excited for this Star Wars game because, A, it's something completely different that Quantum Dream has never done, which is an action-adventure game. Um, yeah. So we're obviously going to have some form of combat and stuff like that, whether it's third-person, first-person, who knows. Um, but I'm excited because this is kind of like... I don't want to say it's like Knights of the Old Republic because it's not going to be an RPG, but I'm excited to see the depth of... Quantum Dreams storytelling and the branching paths and all that uh, in a Star Wars universe um, and how they're able to mix that with a completely different type of game that they've never made before. So it's during the High Republic time, which is a pretty cool moment in the Star Wars lore. So I'm cool. I'm down with it. I'm really excited to see what the hell that black ooze thing at the end of that trailer I, 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 the, the thing I've, I hope, which I've hoped a, a lot with Star Wars media is I hope it's not about Jedi and it's not about the Sith. I hope it's something different in a world full of Jedis and Sith, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, oh, there's yeah, so many races, so many stories to tell in the Star Wars universe that it doesn't need to be always about those things, you know? So, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. It's very early. From that trailer was just made for the Game Awards. That game is apparently super early in in development. We're probably yeah. not even going to see that game again until twenty twenty three at the latest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say this about it. Again, I come from the same path as Gary on this, where I don't have any real negative, real negativity towards Quantic Dream. I don't there. They're as sincere as they think they are with a lot of their stuff, and they are horribly clunky with a lot of their messaging and dialogue, which is why it's a perfect match for Star Wars, which, you know, largely is exactly that. You know, it's just a lot of pomposity disguised as something more profound than it is. And then you have some really cool swizzy stuff over the top of it, and people eat up. So, yeah, in that regard, perfect match. Um, just hope it's the good side of that perfect match, not um, you know, Rise of Skywalkers or whatever that was. Ah, oh, the movie. I'm like, yes. what? What <laughs> game is that? I'm like, I was thinking of like, no, no not Star Wars Four Shunley. Oh, sorry. No, if you want to go game wise, then we talk. like, say Masters of Terrorskazi or that <laughs> sort of thing. But, but... yeah. Uh, what about you, Alfonso? You're a big Star Wars guy. Yeah, I am. Um, it's one of my favorite universes besides Marvel and DC. So. 
Um, like you said, Gary, it, it would be nice to see something besides Jedi's and the Sith and all that other stuff because we've seen a lot of that already throughout the many games Star Wars have announced release over the years. So, um, and yeah, I also don't have a problem with Quantum Dream. So, and you know, their their narrative stories and their games was always interesting to me. So, seeing that aspect in a Star Wars game has me intrigued. So, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And you know it's going to be visual feast too, because their games have always been yeah, visually yeah, yeah. pretty stunning. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm I'm totally excited for it. Nice. Um, so I just wanted to interject with something I just read that if you ever wanted a bit more fun to the whole cyberpunk fiasco, Keanu Reeves apparently says he's never played cyberpunk despite CD Projekt Red saying that he loved it. <laughs> yeah, he loved what he saw of his character. <laughs> He's all for people um, shagging his character model, but he hadn't played it. So. Except for Carrie Ann Moss. She's, she's against you shagging her character model. Yeah, well, she's not in it, so that's fair enough. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a couple things I want to bring up, if that's okay, man. Um, yeah, sure. uh, a Tale Requiem. Yes. Uh, they showed the first gameplay of that. I was totally into that gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. I like the first one, even though I thought the story went a little bonkers towards the end. Um, I'm really excited for the sequel, and I think it looks very freaking good, especially now that all the characters are a little older, too. Um, really excited to see where they go with that game. Um, you're excited, too, Neil? You're a fan of... Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, again, it's another game we did an episode on for Safe Room. Um, I love the idea of using rats as like this big thing in a game like that, and yeah, it's so much about that game, considering it's a small studio, and I really, really want to see what they could do with a bigger budget and more ambition and it looks like we're getting it that's brilliant i'm, I'm so so up for that mm-hmm. another game i thought looked really great was nightingale um oh yeah it looks like a rpg uh like a diablo like rpg at least that's what i'm assuming it's gonna be i don't really know yeah. <laughs> it was it was more of a cinematic trailer but I'm really intrigued by that universe because I love that old Victorian style horror game or action type mm. setting, I should say. Yes. Um, really stoked about that one. Um, the other one, uh, I just want to bring this up. Uh, the Elden Ring trailer that we got was yeah. a story trailer. It was CG, but that trailer got me more excited for that game than anything else I've seen in that game. <laughs> um, yeah. I think because mean. it was so well done and the fact that they actually gave me a story in that world because we, we get glimpses of stories in in from software's games but it, you mostly kind of have to just find documents read item descriptions to really get what the hell is going um i'm hoping that's not the case with elden ring i hope it has a more cohesive narrative for me to understand but that trailer really got me more pumped than any gameplay i've seen in that game um, yeah which is good but other than that um I don't know if there's anything else I want to bring up. Uh, we're not an Xbox podcast, so we can't talk about Hellboy 2. Oh, there's something yeah. else. Well, not in terms of Game Awards, but there's something else. By the way, I, I w- I'm one of the few people that was really disappointed in Hellboy 2. <laughs> you know, Ben, I, 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 I'm I, kind of with you there. I'm sorry, Ben. Look, nowhere near as good as the original trailer, supposedly, looked like. And everyone's like, oh my god, it's gameplay. I'm like, that is not gameplay, because there's no way you want to play that game with that camera angle. <laughs> That um, was ass. Here's the thing for me. Um, I think Hellboy 2 never really should have happened. Um, yeah. I love the first game. 
and I loved what it did with mental illness and what she's going through. But with Hellboy 2, I now feel like that mental illness is a gimmick to use in the game. Yeah, it um, feels like yeah, mental illness <laughs> for profit rather than for creativity, say. Yeah, and I don't know if that was their decision or if that was Microsoft's decision to make a sequel, but in my opinion, it never should have had a sequel because it made a statement with what it was, and now it's just a game. Um, as far as Hellboy 2 and what we saw here, I think it looks gorgeous but as far as gameplay what gameplay did we really see outside of her running away (laughs) and throwing a spear um Mm -hmm. at least that's all the gameplay that i could distinguish from cutscene um yeah it might use the in-game engine obviously uh so we'll see obviously more of how the game plays but i like you i wasn't as impressed as they kind of made it seem like I should be impressed. And people are on Twitter are like, this is the best looking game I've ever seen. And I'm like, um, The Order 1886 is still the best looking game I've ever seen. <laughs> visually, if you want to just go visually. And yeah. I had way more gameplay in that than I got in this yeah. trailer. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wanted to bring something up, Alfonso? Yes, I did. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection has been announced for January 28th. Yep. When I saw this trailer, and they said it was announced right away. I went to the store and pre-ordered right away without even finding details about the game. Because <laughs> Gary noticed already, I'm a huge Uncharted fan. Now, yes, if you have the, the these um, Uncharted 4 um, at these enders or Lost Legacy, this, you upgrade to the PS5 digital for $10. This and digital. But if you um, download the PlayStation Plus version or the PlayStation Plus um, collection edition, you do not get the upgrade. I, I don't understand why. If you have th- this, is confusing. Can y'all explain me this? Because I, I don't get this. Well, this one like been it's I think free. You'll go for free, but <laughs> I feel like also that's the big flaw with the upgrade, the upgrade versions on PlayStation. Um, like it, it's, there's a few other games. I can't, there's one that, that recently came out, isn't it, on PlayStation Plus this month where it, you could have upgraded it. But the one that's free, you can't upgrade. I feel like that's the yeah. big issue with the free stuff is the fact that they don't give people the option. Even if it was more, ex- I feel like it'd be better if it was like, even if they had like a more expensive option for the upgrade for the free version, that's still better than mm-hmm. forcing people to buy the full game just to get the upgrade yeah. version. I think the issue lies in something that's quite sincere, as yeah. much as it is about like it's recouping losses you know it's it's still costing money to make upgrades to these games it's still man hours for making these games even like that so giving them away for free is easy for microsoft because microsoft could literally have a hole in their pocket never run out of money whereas you know sony still kind of have to play it a little bit cautious you know that's a conversation for a whole other day about how their big budget games end up being safer and safer because of that and we don't get the Sony that, you know, establish themselves by breaking out into these different avenues. So, yeah, I get it. Uh, maybe the way they implement it isn't great, you know, because yeah. it's up and down about, what, you know, some of it you could be like, oh, yeah, I get that. That's fair enough. That's their policy. Just because they don't do what Microsoft do, so what? They don't have to. Um, you know, people are, it's console wars bullshit most of the time where people are just like, oh, well, why does this company not do this? When the answer is always very obvious. It's like one company has all the money in the world. They can do what the fuck they want. As we've said many times, even on this very podcast, yeah, Microsoft 
if they were any other company, it would have folded in the console game yonks and yonks ago. You know, we, we'd never have been to this point. They would have just no. given up. And if, in all honesty, they kind of have given up on the console space because they are pushing you know, subscription models and things like that in cloud gaming. They don't want to be in the console space and they want to push things away from that. So, yeah, we had this whole thing where Sony sticking to the, their guns makes it seem like they're old-fashioned, but a lot of the time they're not doing anything different to, say, Nintendo. And uh, Nintendo yeah. seemed to do all right and m- keep making money. So, yeah, I think it's... N- Nintendo's re-releasing Wii games and making shit ton of money <laughs> off of them. Yeah, at full <laughs> price. Yeah. <laughs> full price. Very, very little improvement. <laughs> so, and, so. Uh, yeah, people complain, but not to that extent. This, the game still sells millions and millions of copies. The whole $10 thing infuriates the shit out of me because... You're sitting there and you're complaining that developers don't get paid enough money. You don't care about the developers. And then you refuse to give them 10 fucking dollars. You're spending $10 on coffee every day. You know, it's like you're spending $10 to get a PS5 version of Uncharted 4 and Las Vegas. Two games over 100 hours, probably, for some people. You know, if the completion is. Um, And you're getting 60 frames a second, 4K resolution, all these upgrades that cost money to do you know and you're complaining that you shouldn't have to pay for it because microsoft doesn't make you pay for it you know and like you said yeah they they can afford to do that to me i think it's a stupid argument because i want to give the developers my money if i love something i'm going to give them the money i'm not going to love them and be like oh well you should have given it to me for free since i already bought it yeah you know i I, I hate the ten dollar argument to upgrade to a game um, you spend way more a day on other shit that you probably don't need than you would ten dollars on this. I agree everything you said, Gary. This the only thing I don't agree with this bundle that it costs fifty dollars because neither a thief's end or lost legacy has multiplayer added. There's only the campaign. Would you and play I the feel, multiplayer? Yes, I have. No, would you play it now? I mean, he does Whoa. have the option too, but maybe <laughs> I, a lot of people like these. A lot of people love the. I don't know about the Uncharted one, but the Last of Us multiplayer was loved by so many people because of how unique it was. And it's still yeah. active. Yeah. I think Nobody I mean, played Uncharted, so they shut the servers down. That's the big difference here, right? You can say they got rid of the multiplayer. Why am I still paying for it? Yeah, and they both. Would you have really both... played the multiplayer with all the multiplayer yeah. games out there right now? Yeah, I mean, and we've had this very argument earlier you know, about how saturated the market is, and back especially when the Last of Us and the earlier Uncharted games came out. The reason they were there was not for no other reason than it was a hook to keep the games active, you know, and it was a very early form of what we now see with live service games. It was just something to excuse the idea for playing for online and you know, an online multiplayer that, you know, how many EA games did they just shoehorn in a multiplayer mode, Dead Space 2, you know, to really make it viable for their product thing. And yeah, I don't really, when you think down to it, with the exception of maybe The Last of Us, because they did a good job with it. So many of those modes aren't missed, you know, they, they were just a product of their time. And uh, I get it, but I agree with you, Alfonso, in the sense of, no, they shouldn't cost as much when you're getting less content. You know, sure, they, you're getting the visuals up- upgrades and stuff like that, but it isn't the same game. You know, it's like it's like getting um, 4K Blu-ray yeah. of something you already had a Blu-ray for, but it doesn't have any of the extras, but it costs like 30 quid more because you're getting shiny new visuals. I, I think that's bullshit. You know, down the line, you're going to get them coming out with a version that has all those extras again, and you will pay about the same amount again. So, yeah, it's uh, the principle of that that you don't 
need to be paying as much when there isn't everything that was in there before is absolutely justified. But we can absolutely see why that content is not there anymore. Also, do know um, if you buy this digital or physical, now up to February 3rd, you do get a voucher see the movie uh, February 18 or 19. I don't remember the date, but yeah. Be a voucher to see Uncharted, the movie. Is that America or worldwide, though? <laughs> Uh, probably America. Only. Yeah. I know. Yeah. America... I think it's a certain cinema chains, isn't it? Wait, I sorry, just now. Um, Australia, New Zealand, UK, and US. Sweet. Okay, I'm still not going to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, there was another big piece of news that came out. Um, the next day after the Game Awards. Um, if you don't mind me bringing that up, was it the fact that we're one of the uh, best podcasts and we won Content Creator of the Year? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sony has acquired their fifth studio this year. They acquired Valkyrie Entertainment, has joined the PlayStation family. Yay! For those who don't know Valkyrie, they, no. Uh, no. they've they released only one game on their own. It was called Guns Up. I don't think it's active anymore. Um, but they have pretty much worked on most of the big blockbusters, you know. They helped work on the 2018 God of War they're working on God of War Ragnarok. They helped make uh, Middle-Earth Shadow of War. They worked on Halo Infinite. Uh, and State of Decay 2 are just some of the big projects that they've worked on. And now they are part of PlayStation. Nice. Yeah. Grab PlayStation. <laughs> Sensible acquisition. Yeah. That didn't cost you Hopefully, Hopefully they can nurture them to create something amazing like Mark did with Returnal. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's not amazing, they could still help them make something really good. Like, well, yeah, like I said, they're, first, they're working on Ragnarok right now. Yeah. So, they're first, yeah. look at just, I, they made loads of like these maps. I think they got these space shooter maps before they yeah. made Returnal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, Returnal was the big departure for them. Yeah, and I think yeah. I, I was actually saying this yesterday when I was recording Safe Room. We were talking about Until Dawn and how unfortunate uh, Supermassive were to release it when they did, when Sony were in this very much a. Uh, they either care or don't care about their exclusives area. And, you know, The Order was getting more hype than that game. And yet, when you go back to the legacy of it, you know, Until Dawn is like the more fondly thought of game of the two and actually has some sort of legacy to it. But now, a game like, you know, The Order now could be made and be like hyped up and people could love it because of the way Sony can market their games. Hence why Days Gone is like, you know, this revered thing by so many people is because Sony have enough in the bank to make that seem like it's some big thing even though it is such a backwards step of a game so it's it gives every little studio a chance if they have a good idea and you know Housemark are a great example of that you know you, they made something that was basically all they've been doing up till this point but bigger and more like what we're expecting of games you know, big games these days and it's a relative hit you know so that's good don't it will be good to see more studios get to do that at least and it not be a disaster if it doesn't all pay off because, like it or not, fanboyism will probably get there over the line. It always does. It always does. So, yeah, that's one of our longest episodes of Unchained for a long time. We're over two hours. So um... Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. We've got a lot to talk about for once rather than not nothing at all, So, which has been good. Um, but also, we've missed you. So, we yeah, missed you. It's nice to chat. So before we wrap up, we'll leave some more topics for the next episode because we do have two more episodes before the end of the year. So if there's any other things we've missed, we will probably talk about them next week. Uh, as always, you're welcome to be on whenever you can. 
but until then you've got any shout outs and how can people contact you and you know find you and blah 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 you know all the usual stuff yeah you can find me yeah, all the usual stuff. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Nesco. That's N E W Z K O. Um, you can find me at you know, our podcast, Safe Room, which is specifically about horror games and the things horror games do. Um, but that's at Safe Room Pod uh, on Twitter as well. But as I just said, putting out an episode this when this before this one comes out on uh, Until Dawn, so that that's uh, PlayStation related at least. So I can knock that yeah. in there. Yeah, so and we are doing our sort of horror games of the year episode next week, so nice. definitely worth worth a look on and all that because there's there's PlayStation influence in there. Thank you as always for joining us. No problem. Uh, Glad to be on. Gary, have you got any shout outs at all? Yeah, shout out to you guys as always. Thanks for having me on. Shout out to you, Neil. Thanks for coming on, man. It's been so long. Always yeah. good to have you. Um, Shout out to the listeners as always, and you can reach me on Twitter at Gaglaush. That's G A G L A U S A. Alfonso. Shout out to you, Ben. Shout out to you, Gary. Like always, thank you for having me on. Uh, I want to thank Neil for coming on. Like Gary said, it's been a while. Um, feel free to come on anytime you want because the more people that are on, the longer the conversation is. We get different opinions, different perspectives on topics that we mention, and it just makes that episode so much better. Um, to all the webheads out there, Spider-Man No Way Home is out Friday. I'm seeing it Thursday. I cannot wait for this movie, for the whole multiverse saga to finally start. So yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at AlexChan7. Nice. Uh, I'd like to shout out to both my, all the co-hosts on today, and also like to shout out to, of course, to Neil for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having uh, me. You can find me at MG underscore Chili. Remember, go follow me on Twitch, on Radio, uh, where we do Final 14 streams all the time. Pretty much streaming time playthrough. So that was like 50 something hours of streaming over three days um, because I had to take a break one day to the shot. But so, goodbye. yeah, go check that out. Also, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more news. Until then, goodbye. Bye.